Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and today we actually have to talk about combating disinformation with digital fingerprints. Now, I think this needs discussion, and here's a backdrop of this. If you didn't know, uh, recently, former President Obama recently went on former White House advisors David Axelrod's show, known as The Axe Files, and I think this is an important topic to address. I've seen basically some articles written on this, but I went to the actual transcripts to hear exactly what they said. I'm not a fan of when articles cut things up and make assumptions. I want to hear the actual verbatim words. So they talked about a multitude of things. But I want to discuss the disinformation part of this discussion, as well as what led up to that. And so let's dive in. And what you're going to see here is essentially, uh, I'm going to say who's speaking, and then I'm literally going to quote them verbatim. And you will obviously know when I'm interjecting here. But with that, and for the record, I cannot do a good Obama impression, nor a David Axelrod, although I don't really know what he sounds like. So with that, let's start with David Axelrod kind of lining this up. And I quote, you and your foundation, that would be the Obama Foundation, have been doing great work on the issue of social democracy. But the great insight of the social media platforms and their algorithms is that outrage, division, and then uh, President Obama, former President Obama, interrupts him and says, resentment, anger, and Axelrod continues, yeah, conspiracy theories, these things keep people online and all they care about is keeping you online. Meaning, meaning the social media's uh, platforms like Facebook are prioritizing these algorithms for anger, hate, all those kinds of things. Now, uh, the former president continues, and I quote, Right, he's agreeing with that. Now, we're going to skip ahead a bit because I'm trying to only keep to the relevant parts about the discussion here of the topic at hand. So, with that, Obama says, and I quote, well, you and I that you know, we've obviously talked about this a lot. Uh, a lot of this precedes social media. So sometimes I always want to make clear because I'm spending a lot of time talking about technology and its role in democracy. We always have to remind ourselves that, you know, using old technologies, people were pumping out misinformation. Axelrod replies, yeah, Samuel Adams, for example. Obama says, Samuel Adams, right. What folks said about Lincoln, you look at people like Joe McCarthy and, you know, Father Coughlin, you know, using the new technology then, end quote. So, yes, I mean, what they're talking about is disinformation and misinformation have been essentially here, you know, since the founders. You know, Samuel Adams was a founding father, uh, Joe McCarthy in the 1950s, Father Coughlin, uh, basically around World War II era. And so they were leveraging everything from printed word. Father Coughlin was on the radio. And so that's what we're talking about. And so skipping ahead about 30 seconds in their conversation, Obama says, and I quote, social media, what you are absolutely right about is that social media turned it into a science, monetized it at a scale that, you know, we have not seen before. And so now the splintering of the American people so that we are never confronted with the things we don't agree with. We're not seeing the complexities of other people because the only time we interact with them is where we hear those things about them that make us most angry, right? And that end quote. And so, yeah, <clears throat> He's absolutely right. I've said oftentimes, like, Twitter is where civility goes to die, but overarchingly, in social media, because you're not directly in front of the person, people tend to get angry. Uh, you know, it, it's sown division and all those kinds of things. I, I happen to agree with the former president on, on this one. So David Axelrod continues, and I quote, This is disruptive for our economy, and it goes to the issues we're talking about before in terms of misinformation, disinformation, deepfakes. I've seen, I've seen a few of you, end quote. Now, this is interesting as Obama's response, and this is the last thing I'm going to quote before we start diving in. And Obama says, as I've told people, because I was the first digital president when I left office, I was probably the most recorded, filmed, photographed human in history, which is kind of a weird thing. But 
just the odds are that I was. As a consequence, there, there is a lot of raw material there. So usually all the deep fakes start with like some version of Obama doing something, dancing, saying dirty limericks or whatever, right? That technology is here now. So, so, so most immediately, we're going to have all the problems we had with misinformation before this next election cycle will be worse. And the need for us, for the general public, I think, to be more discriminating consumers of news and information, the need for us to, over time, develop technologies to create watermarks or digital fingerprints so we know what is true and what is not true. There's a whole bunch of work that's going to have to be done right there, but in the short term, it's really going to be up to the American people to kind of say. Oh, now, obviously, end quote, Obama and Axelrod went on to say that, you know, many consumers are only viewing information from sources that are predisposed to agree with them, likely to basically confirm their confirmation bias, all those kinds of things. But that, I think, is, is kind of an uphill battle, only in the sense that right now what we have, uh, you know, in the media, especially online, are two essential digital ecosystems if we're talking about the political divide here uh, in the United States, meaning you can get quote-unquote news from sources that, that basically align with you and completely disregard, let's say, any evidence that doesn't fit your worldview or uh, is presented by the other side. Maybe the other side is demonstrably false. Maybe they're 100% true and you're wrong. I'm not adjudicating that one way or the other, but to create a digital fingerprint or watermark can be a very slippery slope, I think, in the same way that uh, basically Twitter's new verification system where anybody with $8 can go ahead and get verified. So that is an issue. So think about the spoofs that we've seen. A pharmaceutical corporation was spoofed by somebody who paid $8 and then basically said, oh, I, as this pharmaceutical corporation, insulin is free from now on. That pharmaceutical corporation lost billions in stock price in a single day. Uh, we've seen celebrity spoof. Most recently, we saw a member of Congress, AOC, spoofed on this. So I think this is a very slippery slope because if you're looking at essentially what is or is not considered news can oftentimes depend on the population. And in order to have, let's say, a watermark or a digital fingerprint on these things, essentially means that, that we have to adjudicate and agree on what essentially that digital fingerprint should mean and what actually constitutes news. So for example, uh, if we're looking at here in the United States, there are foreign news sources that we can read. I read Der Spiegel in, uh, in out of Germany, France 24 in France, uh, you know, South China Times. Like I read a whole bunch of different publications from around the world. Al Jazeera is another one, a whole bunch in Canada, Australia, you know, take your pick. <clears throat> Those are considered news sources where they are, but are they worthy enough to be watermarked or digitally fingerprinted? And what if half the population doesn't agree with that? That is a serious, serious issue. Now, if they're talking about the recognition and identification that this is coming from a news source uh, that is considered legitimate as opposed to spoofing, that is a very serious problem. That's one of the reasons why I have an issue with Elon Musk's verification system. I do think that the verification system should be available to all. But when I went through the process like a year ago, like before... Um, Elon Musk bought Twitter, I had to send them my driver's license. I had to give them information to basically say, hey, I'm I'm somewhat of a notable figure and you know I actually am who I am and here's a copy of my you know my driver's license, et cetera, et cetera. So they knew who I was and I'm not just some person spoofing me. And and like many people that are in the public, even though I'm not nearly as big as like an Anderson Cooper or definitely like a Barack Obama, I've been spoofed before as well. So 
I think this is a, a very slippery slope here. It's a very difficult one, I think, to really formally address and understand because digital fingerprinting is one of those things that also potentially could allow a government uh, to overreach and start tracking people if the fingerprints start uh, essentially showing up, uh, you know, basically identifying us as who we are. It's one of the things that uh, we're doing or working on with the Foundation for a Human Internet is allowing people to have an anonymous but verified human identity online so nobody knows necessarily who you are but we are validating that you are human and and essentially that point of that is to thwart bots is to thwart disinformation campaigns all that kind of stuff but at the same token we need to make sure that we are anonymous dissidents that that are going online to complain about their government should not be able to be identified by their governments on these online platforms and that is something that we have to consider and so i think if we are looking at the overall landscape of news there are going to be people out there that that look at fox news for example and say that is not news at all that is pure propaganda they just recently lost a lawsuit there are going to be people on the other side that look at like an msnbc and say that's not news that's propaganda etc etc and so Understanding that backdrop, I think, uh, you know, what the former president is proposing, while it's a, not necessarily a novel idea, it's something that I don't necessarily think can come to fruition in the way that, that he is proposing it here. I think we have to have standards and ethics, uh, you know, when it comes to journalism, and those have to be validated. And so maybe it's a independent third body. I don't know. I don't have the right answer. If I did, I'd probably be delivering this daily podcast and video on my private island, which I currently do not own. Um, you know, but if I figure it out, believe me, I'll be getting one of those. So I just wanted to say that that I think this is, like I said, an interesting concept. I do think that that we need to find a very solid way to combat misinformation and disinformation, which is essentially going to be a complete onslaught. I literally just published an article today on Smirconish.com, I guess Smirconish's CNN and SiriusXM, where I talk about essentially the death spiral, if you will, that big tech has put democracy into. And it is in part because they're cutting their safety and ethics teams, which means as we ramp up generative AI, as we ramp up bots that are more human-like, as we ramp up the disinformation campaigns leading into the 2024 election, it's going to get even worse because the the what little gatekeepers and fact checkers, the big platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Google, etc. had, they're virtually gone. They decimated them. And so this is going to be a very serious problem all the way around. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily think digital fingerprints are going to be the way beyond, let's say, stamping something that is uniquely American. But again, uh, you know, inventive foreign intelligence agencies can get around that as well. There's no reason why they couldn't have American cutouts here on the payroll unknowingly. You know, and we saw people in 2016 election be duped by foreign information, uh, you know, and when confronted with this, completely denied it, couldn't believe it, et cetera, et cetera. And so we've got a problem on our hands. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's an easy situation, but I think something that runs the balance between actually maintaining privacy, actually maintaining accurate and honest information delivery and thwarting disinformation it probably is achievable. But it's not, I think, anyone's solution. And all of us have to essentially come together the same page and say, yeah, we really do need to make sure that we are cutting off, let's say, foreign sources that are malicious, you know, from the American electorate, uh, you know, in the 2024 election. And and then you're going to get people that disagree on that. So, so we're going to see what happens, but I'm not optimistic about it. But I think this is an important discussion to have. And so I'm glad that the former president 
has been talking about these things because we need to be combating these things. I'm glad that he's looking into it, as are others, uh, you know, on both sides of the aisle, because quite frankly, this is what's killing us. This is what's driving us apart, and social media is dropping a supercharger into it. So go read my article on Smirconish.com. It should be the, the main exclusive content for the day on Friday, uh, June 16th here. But again, just... You know, make sure that you're checking sources, make sure that you're actually reading valid news and, and whatever you're reading, just make sure it's honest and, and, and try to go out of your confirmation bias. If you believe one thing, read the other side. If you believe that side, read the other side and and just try and figure these things out for yourself. Get a balanced perspective. That's all we can ever ask. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.